0: Museum in the Louvre. I don't know how many of you have ever been there. The picture is called Checkmate. The devil's sitting on this side. There's a chessboard, and there's a guy sitting on the other side. And the guy sitting on the other side has his hand on his head like this, and he's like in desperation. And as they were taking a tour through the Louvre, there had been a group of of of, of athletes and particularly world champions that were being given a special tour and in the tour was the world chess champion and he comes walking by the picture and the guy's explaining to him this is a picture of an artist rendering of somebody who lost a battle with the devil and so the group moved on to the next picture to see something else but the world chess champion he stayed there and he just kept looking at the picture and soon they noticed that he was not with the group and so the tour guide came back and said, we've, we've, we've moved on. Are you, are you coming? He said, well, I've been looking at this picture. And the guy said, yeah. He said, it's, it's called Checkmate. The devil's laughing. The man's lost. And he said, yeah. He said, I've been noticing that. He said, but while I've been standing here, I've kept looking at the picture. I'm, I've, I've, got, I've got a problem. And he said, well, what, what do you mean? He said, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a whirlwind champion chess player and I spend my life playing chess and normal people don't always see what a world champion chess player sees he says but when y'all walked off I looked at the devil laughing and I looked at the man in desperation but he said I noticed something on the chessboard He said, either they're going to have to change the painting or they're going to have to change the name. And the guy said, well, why are they going to have to do that? He said, well, you know, I'm a world champion chess player. And he said, when I observed the board, I found out the king still has one more move. I come to tell somebody today, you believe you've been cornered. You believe everything is gone and nothing has got any hope but the king still has one more move in the fullness of time god sent his son i dare you to declare it the king has one more move
1: you see that with me the king has one more move amen. Amen. amen praise the lord i i just enjoyed listening to that. that is actually bishop tony miller who uh, I had the privilege of hearing him speak at our national convention a few years back. He has gone on to be with the Lord, but uh, the King, I want you to know this morning that the King has one more move. We're in the book of John, chapter 21, verses 1 through 6. And I simply want to title this message We're Not Done Fishing. We're not done fishing. There's not a time to give up. It is not a time to quit. I understand the times that we live in. The disciples had perilous times as well, times of confusion, times of being distraught, times of wondering what they were to do, but it has never been time to quit fishing. So we're gonna talk about that this morning. John 21, verses one through six. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And in this way, he showed himself. Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathanael of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and the two others, two others of his disciples. We'll stop right there. Two others of his disciples, nameless disciples. Folks, I believe that's us. I believe that speaks to us down through time, that we are these nameless disciples, two other was disciples who were all together. And Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. Say it again. I am going fishing. And they said to him, we are going with you also. And they went out and immediately got into the boat, and that night they caught nothing. But when the morning had now come, Jesus stood on the shore. Yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said to them, children, have you any food? And they answered him, no. And he said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast the net, and now they were not able to draw it in because of a multitude of things said a multitude of things. You see, as we look at this text, the disciples were in a quandary. Jesus had went to the cross, he had died there, and on the third day he had resurrected. Now it seems like things are going well. But since that time this is only the third time that the bible tells us about jesus showing up to be with his disciples you see there is significance in this in that jesus showed up he was there with them they were in doubt not in doubt about the resurrection not in doubt about the power not in doubt about what Jesus had done and that he had defeated death, hell, and the grave, but simply in doubt about what is my part of this whole thing. It appeared to them, I believe, that Jesus had done it all, that he had fulfilled everything, and he had from a spiritual standpoint. He had done it all. He was resurrected in But they were to be the agents who was to tell the world about jesus i don't know about you but there have been times in my life that i just didn't know what to do anybody ever been there when you don't know what to do you have a tendency to turn I'm here to tell somebody this morning who's given up on yourself who thinks that you have no job to do in the kingdom of God that Jesus is showing up this morning and he's telling you you have value and you have worth for the kingdom of God Jesus showed up he was there now this morning how many can testify along with me That at times at your lowest point when it felt like it could get no worse when you needed him the most that jesus showed up in your life you see when we were depressed when we were dismayed jesus showed felt unfit for the call upon your life. I want you to know that Jesus will show up for you. If you feel broken and busted and disgusted, then I want you to know that Jesus is still here to show up for you. If you have had loved ones pass away unexpectedly, and we've had that, I've seen so many people die over the past few years, I want you to know that Jesus will show up for you. And he showed up on the shore of that uh, uh, sea of Tiberias, the has shown up thank you that you've shown up for me thank you that you've been here for me thank you Lord hallelujah the disciples were all doing their own thing didn't know what else to do but Jesus showed up he knew that they had not caught any fish he knew how disappointed and hopeless anybody ever been there that they felt why? My friends, they had left Jesus out of the equation. And that never worked out well for us. And Jesus didn't criticize them. He simply came to the shore. And he spoke a word. I'm so thankful for the many times. When I was about ready to quit. I had no idea what direction to turn in. that the Lord showed up. And he didn't just show up, but he had a word for me. And this morning, I want you to hear the word of the Lord. Jesus tells them, have you caught anything? In the original, it's really, you haven't caught anything, have you? You see, Jesus knows right where you at. He knows that you feel like you have accomplished nothing at times. He understands that, and he's there on the shore now, now hear this the first time Jesus gives his disciples direction I mean, this is the second time he's on the ship with them and he tells them cast your net over on the other side but he's with them this time it's time for them to venture out a little bit on their own he's trained them, he's taught them his presence has been to be obedient to the call of Christ. Cast your net upon the other side, on the right side, and you will catch fish. And they did, and suddenly they were overwhelmed with a multitude of fish. The nets were bulging, but yet they did not break. Can I tell you that in the end times, hear me, this was the second time. In the end times, there were break. Jesus showed up to show them that their old ways will leave them empty. Their old habits won't work. Because Jesus has impacted them for life. They can't go back and they don't know how to go forward. And they catch a fish. A bunch of fish. The Bible tells us 153 fish were caught. What is that? That is the diversity of people who will come to know Christ as their Savior in the last days. There wasn't one kind of fish. It was a diversity. It represents a diversity of men and women and children, boys and girls who will come to know Christ as their Savior as what happens? As the disciples cast the net. As they do what the Lord has called them to do so this morning I want you to know that we're not done fishing we're not done uh, doing what the Lord has called us to do here comes the Lord with a word and there was no logical reason that Sometimes logic is contrary to faith and obedience. My friends, we're never to be afraid to change our direction and the way we move as long as it is at the direction of Christ. And I tell you, we don't have to do everything the same way every time, all the time. The disciples could have said, we've always fished from the left side. I have a purpose for saying this. Pastor, we've never done communion every week. We've never done things this way, Pastor. But if we will hear the word of God, then he will guard and guide our direction. And God has a purpose in everything that he does. And and so we see that the disciples, they, they could have said, Lord, we always fish at night. Nothing Now he's saying, Do it this way. I believe we have a new day and a new hour and a new time and a purpose that has never stopped for us. And when we obey the Lord without question, the results will be miraculous. They didn't say, Well, let me think about it. Lord, I've already cleaned my nets, I'm already tired, I'm exhausted. But the call change some of the ways that you do things. We're always called to be fishers of men. God never calls us in a direction uh, uh, against that. We're not done fishing. At the beginning of their ministry and now as they begin a new phase of ministry Jesus gave them a miraculous catch of fish. miraculous catch. Why? To remind them that he hasn't given up on them. That they still have a call on their lives. And that he still believes in them. Somebody hear me this morning. You see, they had all abandoned him when he was taken to the cross. They had all felt unworthy of the call. But Jesus still saw their value. Perhaps he did this to remind them that great things can happen when they include him in the equation. But most importantly, he did it that they would be reminded that they were always called to catch men. Cast in the nets. Throw in the nets, he says. Take them to the... sometimes a different way to catch fish. And they were obedient to the Lord. They were obedient to the call. And they cast in the nets. And the disciples probably again, although they might, it's like something's starting to click. you know. Who's this man on the shore? I've heard this message before. He's told us to do this again. It may be he says, throw oh, your nets on the other side, on the right side. And they throw the net and they catch a bunch of fish.
0: And so they throw in the nets to catch.
1: I want you to know that God says, use what you have to catch men, to be a fisher of the men. Throw in the nets. We use that term Sometimes it's the negative part. They're just throw in the net. We're done. Now, Jesus said, throw in the net. Catch people. Catch people who don't know nothing. Oh, look, I caught two fish that time. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Throw in the nets. I'm saying this for a purpose. God woke me up. In November. 1821 it said this would be a year about evangelism and about salvation throw in the nets throw in the nets we're not done don't you lose sight of the mission that God has laid upon our hearts and upon our lives and if we'll be obedient and we'll act in faith then miraculous results will come to pass Jesus had first called his disciples He said to them, come and follow me. Come and follow me. And we look at that and we think, okay, they followed Jesus. But his words were a present imperative. What does that mean? Follow and keep following. Fish for men and keep fishing for men. We're not done. We're not done. Why do I say that? Because I know that within us, if we were to look at the times and the season that we live in, hear me, and we were to get afraid, it's so bad, it's so evil out there that I, 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 I'm I, just going to hunker in my bunker. I'm going to stay inside the four walls of the church. You cannot win people to Christ inside the four walls of the church. He says. Few that come in of their own accord is very few. Very few. Very few show up that don't know somebody here that's invited. Besides that, the house of the Lord isn't just for winning people to Christ, it's for empowering us to do a work that God's called us to do to do something that's beyond our imagination, something we don't even know how to do yet. We're not done yet. We're not done. Look at your neighbor and say, "Throw throw in the nets. Throw in the nets. Throw in the nets. Halloween night, I saw somebody carrying a bag. Guess what it was? a bright blue cross-point bag that we put candy into. Teresa said, do you like that bag? I said, I love it! So we can be a witness in many different ways. Maybe that's the way we cast our net on the right side. I don't know, but I'm willing to try something different. What about you, folks? Something that I haven't always done. So what is that salt shaker and that light bulb on your back it's because I'm supposed to be the soul and the light of the world to make you thirsty for Jesus let can say that